Welcome to For Good Measure, an interview series celebrating diverse composers and other creative artists, sponsored by a grant from the California Arts Council. I'm Nanette McGinnis, Artistic Executive Director of Ensemble for These Times. In this week's episode, we continue our conversation with Pamela Z, who we spoke to in January 2021. Attention 2016 was inspired by the ways in which our focus and attention are constantly challenged in this era of endless notifications and nonstop communication feeds. Fast forward now to 2020. Have your thoughts on those concerns evolved? Or have they simply grown more urgent? The only thing I really have to say about that is that I think the biggest change has been um, since that time that I wrote that piece and now um, has been that uh, we were all just in the habit of of being sort of, you know, um, tethered to these devices. And, um, you know, you can be working really hard trying to finish composing a piece and then all of a sudden um, you hear a you you hear a, vi- a phone vibrating or a ringtone or a beep or like a text message beep or like messenger i used to gosh you know facebook it goes ding it's like a little high pitched bell and for years i was not years but for a long time i was just like which one is that what <laughs> what is that i don't know which i don't know where to even look for this one um so it's cuz it could be messenger it could be messages you know like your text message program um, and it could be on the phone or it could be on your computer. It could be WhatsApp. Um, it might be um, the, the just alert saying that you just got an email. Um, there's all these different alerts and we've all got them in our ears all the time. And every time we hear them, we start patting ourselves down for our devices to see what, who's calling, who's calling me. Um, what should I, you know, it doesn't matter what you're in the middle of doing. People just feel like they can't not look. And so that's what I was kind of talking about with these um, uh, interruptions. And, but I would say that the big difference between then and now is that it seemed like at that point, we were making a conscious choice to allow ourselves to be uh, controlled by these things and to allow ourselves to be dealing with screen time constantly. Um, Whereas now we're in a world where, it's our only connection to the outside world because we're locked down. And so we have to be constantly um, looking at screens and talking to people via screens because there's no other way to commute. We're not allowed to be in the same room and be face to face anymore. So, um, so it feels like we get, we should get a pass. (laughs) Um, And then the other thing I was thinking about was the fact that, um, my, I have a very dear friend who detests uh, smartphones and um, it took him forever to get one. He finally felt that he had to get one because he couldn't even do his work without having it. Um, but what he really hated was seeing the entire world suddenly glued to these things and that uh, he would get on a BART train or a bus or uh, any, any, or, you know, any public conveyance and every single person was staring at a little tablet or a little, you know, a little device of some kind. And, um, and he didn't like that. And so I, in, in the, in defense of these devices, I used to argue to him, well, you know, it's not like they're all doing the same thing. Some of those people are writing a letter. 
Some of those people are reading the New York Times. Some of those people are, you know, sending a, a love note to their to their beloved. Some of them are drawing. Some of them are listening to music. Um, some of them are, you know, reading their correspondence. Um, so it's not like it's 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 not like they were all doing the same thing. It's just that the device they're using to do it looks exactly the same to somebody who's looking from the outside. Um, so I was saying, you know, if this had been a different era, they'd all be doing something, but it would be, they'd be holding a New Yorker magazine and reading it or a book and reading it, or they'd be having a little notepad and writing notes, you know? And so they're doing the same thing. They're just using a different device to do it. But he said, I still don't, you know, I know I still don't like it. I, it seems <laughs> like there's a problem here. So, um, but now I realize, you know, it's, um, we're now in a, in a situation where we're all sort of like, you know, at the, you know, we, we have to be staring at these screens all day long, no matter what we're doing. Like there isn't an activity anymore that doesn't involve the screen. Um, there used to be, <laughs> um, and I used to jokingly say that um, I have to do so many things uh, using my computer, uh, from writing you know, correspondence to composing music to, um, you know, doing my finances. Um, everything I do has to get done on the computer. And I used to jokingly say that if, if it were possible, I would probably cook on the computer um, or have you know, have meals on the computer. And then fast forward to 2020, and we're all actually having Zoom lunches and Zoom dinners. And um, I, we actually, my family actually had Thanksgiving on Zoom. So there were like eight of us, um, like all my siblings and my nieces and, you know, eight or 10 of us were on there. Um, we were all cooking, having eggnog, sitting down together and eating, you know, and, um, you know, on Zoom, even if you are just resigned to the fact that you're, you're doing the work on the computer, there's still different levels of how distracted you may or may not be. So for example, I might be trying to compose music and I'm using the computer to do that. But um, then I have these little, in the upper right corner of the screen, I have these little notifications um, all these little text notifications telling me I've gotten an email and it's really hard to like, just continue what you're doing and not look up there and say, Oh, so-and-so responded to my email. I wonder what she said, you know? Um, and, and suddenly now you're, you've switched to another application and you're reading your email now or, Oh, you know, somebody liked my post on Facebook about my concert that I have coming up. I wonder if they're going to go. Maybe I'll check and see if they said they're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you have to figure out how to turn all of that off so that you can be on this device, but be focused on the tasks that you're actually trying to do. You, you kind of have to put blinders on, as it were. So that you can still stay in the flow of the creative work that you are doing instead of constantly being pulled out by the pings. Yes. Exactly. And then when you try to come back, it, you can't just start where you left off. You have to like kind of, uh, where was I? How was I thinking here? You know, so it really uses, a, 
if, if you look away for five minutes, it, it really wastes more like 15 or 20 minutes to get you back into it, whatever it was that you were doing. So. <laughs> you've been working successfully for decades, and more recently, it seems as if you've had an amazing few years. <laughs> Congratulations. Still, it must be a little like grabbing a tiger by the tail. How do you pick which projects you want to take on? Have your goals or desires changed in response to all this? It's just, um, it's actually kind of stressful for me right now because I have a little problem with that two-letter word that we're all supposed to learn. And I just (laughs) don't tend to say no to things. And I, I thought I had gotten better at it, but I'm still like agreeing to things that I don't know why I'm agreeing to them because I'm really overcommitted. And, um, and the other thing that's frustrating is that it seems like this COVID time, people are, other people are acting like, oh, they're, they're drumming their fingers right now. They're twiddling their thumbs because, oh, you know, they need things. And I even have people like sending me things like, here's something fun to do. If you need something to do, I'm like, I don't need something to do. I don't really understand why people think I need something to do because I, I'm so overwhelmed and so overcommitted that I can't. Um, and I, I think maybe the reason why it's gotten worse is partially because since we can't go out, people have um, people tended to plan way much further in advance in the old days. Mm-hmm. If somebody wanted you to come and play a gig, or even if they wanted you to come and do an interview or do a vi- a class visit at a university and or give a colloquium talk, all of those things, you would get invited to do it for the following semester. They wouldn't say, are you busy next week? You know, <laughs> oh, you know, because they planned their things out more, you know, and so it was like in series like arts uh, performance, performing arts uh, series are booked like a year in advance, at least, mm-hmm. you know, I would get gigs often, you know, where they were saying, you know, this is we're thinking about 2122 now. And this is, you know, and now I get people calling me all the time saying not calling, emailing usually. <laughs> sometimes Facebook messengering, um, saying, well, we have this series. They start with a very long intro. We're doing this new series and we're trying to feature women composers or we're trying to, or we're, we're talking about people who work in this and that way. And we thought you'd be perfect for that. And we're, we're trying to do a series of them. And uh, so the first one on the series is, is uh, next month on, you know, Tuesday, the first Tuesday. And so, you know, and I'm just like, I'm booked. I'm really booked. I have a lot of things. I have a lot of commissions that I'm behind on turning in. And, and um, so it's, it's been kind of crazy because then, you know, I have, find myself feeling compelled to, to squeeze them in. And I feel like I need to start saying, no, you know, if you want to do this in the following season, then maybe we can talk. But right now, I'm overbooked. Thank you for listening to For Good Measure. And a special thank you to our guest, Pamela Z, for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast by clicking on the subscribe button and support us by sharing it with your friends 
posting about it on social media, and leaving us a rating and a review. To learn more about E4TT, our concert season online and in the Bay Area, or to make a tax-deductible donation, please visit us at www.e4tt.org. This podcast is made possible in part by a grant from the California Arts Council and generous donors like you. Four Good Measures produced by Nanette McGinnis and Ensemble for These Times and designed by Brennan Stokes. With special thanks to audio engineer extraordinaire Stephanie Newman. Remember to keep supporting equity in the arts and tune in next week for Good Measures.